Look, it's a flood. It's a flood. It's flooding. Get away. Quick, we need to get to higher ground. Open the floodgates. Speaking of my Kyries, I want to do want to mention one thing that really is bizarre to me. So I'm starting to get the wear on the bottom of them, and I'm pretty sure it's not a coincidence that the wear on the bottom of my shoes is starting to look like the third eye. Where the fuck exactly are you going with this? Kyrie is weird. The shoe already has like an eye inside of a pyramid on it. So you're suggesting that... He designed the shoe so when it would wear down... Intentionally... It would be a third eye. I'm not gonna say... It's something that would never happen. But it is, as one of our favorite sayings is... A non-zero percent chance. You know what I didn't think was a non-zero percent chance? And I totally thought would be a non-zero percent chance? People cooking their fucking chicken in NyQuil. What the fuck, y'all? So, we're gonna- Honestly! We're gonna start this new segment to pair with two of our other segments. Why the- Introducing- Why the fuck? Why the fuck are you doing this? Why the fuck are y'all doing this? Tube up your butt, you funnel the beer in. I can't believe you've done this. I don't know what I expected. Why the fuck did the FDA have to issue a warning about sleepy chicken? Hashtag sleepy chicken is what the kids are calling it. <laughs> fuck y'all. What the fuck is wrong with y'all? What the fuck? Okay, of all of the challenges... This one clearly started out as a troll, right? Like, the original video was clearly a troll video. But... As with all great trolls, there will be duplicates. And people decided that, you know, why not follow why not follow the trajectory that all great internet trends do and, and what personal harm starts out as a as a troll turns into a challenge. All right, so let's say, all right, uh, I'm going to guess people have been to the hospital for the NyQuil challenge. I know people went to the hospital for the milk crate challenge, and I'm pretty sure people discovered they're allergic to cinnamon with the cinnamon challenge. <laughs> so the USA Today article that I read does not include any reports of people being um, hospitalized yet, but the FDA report yet. Does, can, does include the information that suggests boiling or heat reduction of medication of any kind drastically increases the effects of the chemical compounds within said medication and doing things like standing over a liquid that is currently being vaporized and condensed into its concentrated forms. Do you want to know what we call that? Can have harmful effects. You know what we call that? Rebasing. So essentially, as you are cooking your sleepy chicken, you are freebasing NyQuil 
at dangerously <laughs> concentrated levels. For all of the people who don't know what freebasing is, freebasing is when you take a drug and you put it on tinfoil and then you keep the tinfoil underneath of the drug. Typically, it's done with crack and then. And it doesn't always have to be done with tinfoil. No, uh, it's also done with glass pipes, but you vaporize and not actually burn the drug. It's how they used to smoke hash, right? Um, it's how the Europeans used to smoke hash. You would collect the smoke in like a little bowl and you would take a straw and you would use it to uh, suck the smoke through the I bowl. I remember the first time I hit a vaporizer, I was in uh, freshman year. It's technically what vaporizers are. It was are. just like, it's just like a giant bag and you wait for it. It was like a fucking vacuum, but just going. <gasps> You're like freebasing weed. Um, so, guys. Now they just have dabs for that. Guys. Guys. I know it sounded funny when when we all heard. I mean, yes. Sleepy chicken. Like, that's also great. sounds disgusting. That's hilarious. NyQuil chicken sounds absolutely the fuck disgusting. And I hope none of you all, I have faith that none of you all are actually of our listeners not just our listeners but gen z in general i know you guys troll i appreciate the level of troll that you guys are it is some of the greatest trolling i think that will be seen for millennia to come but (laughs) i don't know if sleepy chicken is the hill excuse me the island that you guys want to strand yourselves on Okay, like, honestly, honestly, we're good. We're good. We believe it. You all don't give a fuck. It is very clear at this point that Gen Z does not give two, if one and a half, fucks. And you know what? I respect y'all for that. I don't. Sleepy Chicken is not it. Please stop. Get some help. God damn. Gordon Ramsay <laughs> did not sandwich people in between two slices of bread for this kind of shit. Please stop it. The fuck? Sleepy chicken? Really? Sleepy chicken. Foghorn Leghorn did not sacrifice himself for this bullshit. <laughs> Alright, but we both right. know that this sleepy chicken is a little over the top and we need a professional to come in for this Zoomer review. People try to put us to And we bring in our Zoomer correspondent, Kellen. What's up? It's me, your girl. <laughs> you have reached. What is happening, the infamous Kellen? All right, so tell us about tell us about Sleepy Chicken because we're talking about this, and we've already talked about how people are basically free basing Nyquil while doing this. So I've already mentioned that this is purely a troll, um, and it has always been a troll at at heart. My first thoughts on Sleepy Chicken are hmm, this kind of reminds me of weed because it's like you know, <laughs> you're putting this sort of drowsiness into something that's kind of normal. 
So, I mean, you got lean chicken. <laughs> <laughs> lean, lean, and that's like... Would lean. you... Second of all, I still don't understand it because my is gross, dog. Like, it really why is. would you want to eat that? Thank you. Would you, would you say they're robo chicken? <laughs> That was a that was a robo tripping joke. I, my, uh, friend, my friend who I have mentioned on this podcast, who is not Periwinkle, because I know that's where everybody's mind would jump, has definitely gone robo tripping at a party, and it was not a good time for anyone. I've been robo tripping before, um, or I guess Delsum tripping. It's not a fun time. I don't know why anybody would think cooking their chicken. First of all, Nyquil doesn't even taste great. Um, as no, far as gross. as far as like medicines are concerned, um, why wouldn't it? Dima tap. Fuck that. And I think Kellen here would agree. Why not continue on the pink sauce trend and not just do Pepto Bismol chicken, right? Like if we're really gonna. That's what I was talking about. Like when I was talking about this with somebody else. Uh, Thank you. Homies, we were like. I mean, why not just go Pepto-Bismol? Thank you. That was sort of like convenient segue into the whole like FDA continually having to warn people like, God damn it, guys, please don't do this. Please don't consume this. You just sounded like Hank Hill right there. God like, damn it, guys. God damn it. Uh, by the way, the FDA also says that pink sauce, perfectly safe to consume. Just yeah, can... No fucking way. Not eating so, but, but Kellen, would you would you eat barbecue sauce that you ordered through the mail? No. Ooh, you wouldn't order Baby Ray's through Amazon? I wouldn't order Baby Ray's. I get that in Giant. I live within walking distance of a shopper's. If it's if I'm really that desperate, I'm just gonna walk over there. Hmm. The type of barbecue sauce you would order in the mail is like the ghost pepper barbecue sauce that you have to sign a waiver for. Or like hot one special, bar- yeah. like hot. But you would drink that. But you would eat that though. Because that comes with probably FDA approved. There is no FDA approval for sauces. I just want to point. It's an independent review board. I think I like saw some people talking about this, but also like at the same time, if I wanted to get like some sort of shit that'll like turn my stomach inside out then like they have stores that do that and i'd probably want to talk to somebody who knows my, who knows their shit kellen what you just said now sounds like a 90s rock song turn your stomach inside out i'm gonna jump on the rise and the back inside. the side you're feeling at the inside turn it inside out when it's up sleep because i've been listening to a lot of like block party recently just like the epitome of the early 2000s wow yeah, no, i was giving doc on a, a schooling on the strokes earlier i was like yeah the strokes can make this like amazing groove music until you listen to the lyrics and you're like I don't... he's literally talking about how much he hates everyone yeah just like oh man automatic stop is such a good song and then you're just like sitting there with your head in your hands like you know that one picture of shinji from evangelion where he's in that chair yep that's how this whole sleepy chicken trend is making me feel like, 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 why are y'all really cooking chicken in NyQuil, dog? Like, stop. Also, like, looking at this from, like, a chemical perspective, if you heat up NyQuil like that and turn it into a gaseous form, you'll be, like, ingesting a comically large amount of really potent NyQuil. That's amazing. That's exactly amazing. Just, like, pass it out while you're cooking the chicken and you're just like falling face first into that pan burning your face off so so you know. kellen i'm not gonna directly tell you what freebasing is but if you listen to this episode 
you'll learn what freebasing is. So also, if you listen to Pusha T before, there you go. Follow at Sung Yanatra Sung. Thank you for joining in with us and giving us your opinion on the sleepy chicken. And uh, I think we're going to leave the next TikTok topic to ourselves. And Kellen, tweet back at us next decade when we finally get to it. Get the retweets uh, going because I have not been on Twitter enough recently. So I'll start like aggressively promoting the podcast to everyone I know. Keep circulating the tapes. Hey. Look at MST3K reference. Listen, that's, listen, Kellen, that's why you the real OG fan. And uh, you definitely, you know, hop on the Twitter more. I've been on the Twitter more, so you know that means you need to hop on that joint. Also, eventually you got to meet Kellen because you finally met Falcon. Right, right. So, Kellen, we thank you again for your expert opinion, and we'll see you in the next decade. (laughs) All right, we will see you then. Deuces. So, that was our Zoomer correspondent, Kellen, young Kellen, a.k.a. at Sung Yanatra, chiming in on Sleepy Chicken. Wrapping that segment up, um, stop it. Get some help. (laughs) Men's Health Magazine reported that pearl necklaces made from semen are TikTok's hottest new jewelry trend. That's right. You heard me right. Pearl necklaces made from actual semen Uh, I have questions pieces of jewelry made for semen are becoming pieces of jewelry made from semen are becoming an increasingly popular accessory thanks to Amanda Booth an artist who transforms bodily fluids into pearl like gems and documents the process on TikTok In a recent interview, Booth explained that she had already um, experienced crafting commemorative... Specifically this bodily fluid? Or any bodily fluid? In a recent Vice interview, Booth explained that she had already experienced crafting commemorative clay jewelry out of cremative ashes from people's loved ones, as well as locks of hair, pet fur, and breast milk. Um, She turned her attention to... Jizzy Jewelry. Is that the brand name? After one of the followers of TikTok jokingly asked her if she had ever considered using semen as a medium. Uh, (laughs) Some people have pointed out that there is no greater signifier of one's dedication than wearing the expression of the absolute peak expression of affection (laughs) on somebody of, of, of you know as a memento commemorated in jewelry on one's person I have several questions um you know people in the kink community have specifically expressed you know, the signifier of the Dom sub relationship in the wearing of pearl necklaces <laughs> and cum jewelry. <laughs> Nothing says commitment and love like literally carrying their love with you. 
one customer I said. I have an increasing number of questions. It is strange, but it is very intimate and sentimental. More questions. <laughs> Seminental. <laughs> That's good. That's a good one. You know that. That was a good one. So, my question is how would you feel if you found out your girl was saving up your nut to get a pearl necklace made? A literal pearl necklace. Okay. Let me go down my list of questions. One, how are they procuring this? Two, of how many people? Three, is this the female equivalent of notches at a bedpost or notches at a belt? Four, is she asking them for their consent? So people are commissioning cum jewelry from Amanda and they have to collect their semen samples themselves and mail them in a mail safe container to Amanda. Who then combines the semen samples with clay to create a bespoke polymer sculpture um, does she use gloves when she does this? I mean, I would hope so, right? I would hope she's using proper PPE. Maybe she's putting the artist's touch on it, though. But she also bakes the clay semen polymer in an oven until it dries and sets and to make a mold uh, for the jewelry. Some people find it sexy and romantic. Um, I'm sure some people do. Saying things like, my partner loves to say things like, you're going to be wearing my nut on your finger. Which is very awkward to look your co-host in the eyes and say. But. Oh my god, your daughter will eventually listen to these episodes. Some people suggest that it is one of the sexiest things that their partner has done other than carrying their actual child. Right? So... I beg to ask the question again to the viewers this time <laughs> to the listeners is cum jewelry something that you find appealing <laughs> what all right another question how different do they look from actual pearls like are they gonna be like like swirly and people are gonna be like wow those are really rare pearls and then they're like yeah it's actually made for my husband's jizz but uh you can go to her tiktok and see her taking the dried clay semen sample mixture and uh muddling it into an actual and like polymer and then she mixes the semen with it for those of you who are listening, Dan's face is like audibly like <laughs> as she's scooping. It looks like she's packing baggies for a corner. As she's scooping dried cum samples into the clay. <laughs> and then there you have, right? There you have the actual jewel, right? Like the, the pearl piece, right? That's it right there. It looks like a shitty pearl. A jizzy pearl? It look <laughs> It looks like a shitty pearl. You know, as people move away from diamonds as engagement rings, what a better way to profess your love during the ultimate sacrament than proposing How dare you appeal to my Catholicism? How dare you appeal to my Catholicism? Catholic 
Catholic jism. <laughs> what a better Seven way. <laughs> That's what. Okay, so hear me out though. As we move away from trying to dethrone De Beers as a company that has, you know, an absolute chokehold. You want to find And not the kinky kind on the marriage industry. What a better way to propose than with the jewelry with with the jewelry than with jewelry made from your own orgasm i give my all and then some so do you but what i'm saying is like you will have our children on your hand forever at least my children is that a bad move right like ladies ladies if your husband if your potential fiance proposes to you with a ring that doesn't instead of a diamond has a cum pearl on it <laughs> are you saying no i why are I, I, I i'm look if you came to me with that i would say no <laughs> Can you imagine, like, LeBron James, like, winning his fifth title and being like, look, I was so happy, I came everywhere, and now all of the championship what the fuck? are made out of my car. <laughs> what kind of D20 role do you think it would take to successfully propose to somebody with cum jewelry? Are How we good saying- is their sex life? So are we saying a D20 of 10 or higher? Like if their sex life is like a six, I'm pretty sure the girl is going to be like, yeah, I could have used a diamond. Once again, I propose the question, ladies, <laughs> women of the flood listeners, you saying yes to cum jewelry <laughs> proposals? Right, like, even if, okay, let's take it out of the proposal aspect. Like, as a Valentine's Day present, you taking a pearl necklace? <laughs> also, how much cum do you think it takes to make a full pearl necklace? <laughs> right? Is that like, okay, also, no, oh, no, 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 and can you imagine just like, do you have it like individual vials or you show up in like a jar? <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> like, can you imagine poor Amanda getting a mason jar full? <laughs> and he's like, I need you to make me a full Cuban link. <laughs> I bet you these have to cost a fortune, right? They have no, to. I don't know. It does. Unless she has some weird kink. The Men's Health article does not include Amanda's prices for those of you who were wondering. Um, I guess you would have to DM Amanda directly. Um, it, it... Did she test it for STDs? <sighs> I am not going to get into 
the sketchy territory that is STD cum jewelry because I feel like that's a weird subreddit that nobody is Reddit for, or that nobody is ready for. Nobody is Reddit for. <laughs> nobody asked for that. Nobody. Absolutely nobody asked for that. Did she consider that as a possibility? I'm trying to help her. Also. For her safety. Also, is it sexual harassment if a dude offers you jewelry and does not... Ask your consent? No, no, well, does not deliberate, not deliberate, um, does not elaborate that it is cum jewelry? Like... Better call Saul. If a dude gives you... Okay, so if a dude gives you a pearl necklace and does not elaborate that it is a literal pearl necklace... Uh, well, not a literal, I guess a figurative pearl necklace in this case. Um, is that, is that sexual? A pearl nutless. Is that sexual harassment? I would say yes. Yeah, no, absolutely, dog. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I would say yes. That's like, if a girl, if a girl gave you a bottle of cologne, right, that was made from her squirt, would you not want to know that? I would definitely want to know that. <laughs> How I feel after hearing that to be determined. But I would definitely want to be aware of the facts. So that was another Twitter or another TikTok trend. Um, I forget what the name of it was called, but it was women were taking their vaginal juices and it was like vagina dabbing or something like that. And they were taking it and using it as like a pheromone conductor, right? Like, you and know, that's why I say I can't say how I feel about it. But the cup necklaces, I'm kind of like, that's. So do you feel like that is the equivalent to the vagina dabbing? Um, We'll call it because I can't remember the name. The cum necklaces are worse because they're permanent <laughs> and visible. It's vabbing. Vabbing is what it was called, right? Um, so do you think cum jewelry is worse than vabbing? Yes. And with that being said, <laughs> you guys can check back in with us for more content. <laughs> More quality NPR level content, baby. We just spent 20 minutes talking about orgasms and jewelry. Are you kidding me? We're a third rate podcast at best. Holla at us, NPR. Listeners who didn't wish to hear about such things should turn off their radio. This week on Salacious Celebrity Gossip, we touched on it before earlier, but Tory Lanez has a serious short person complex. Keeping the absurd trend rolling here, um, recently August Alcina took to Instagram to post a picture of himself bloodied, according to the Uproxx article, by, that's right, allegedly 
Tory Lanez, um, your favorite five foot six gangster rapper who can't get who, right. Who would love to be a bully in an eighties high school? Um, apparently. <laughs> Ayo, am I whole wrong? Time, am I wrong? Whole time. Well, Tory Lanez according, is the perfect nineteen eighties high school bully. According to the narrative produced by the Alone at Prom visualizers, he is the victim of the 80s high school bully, but this victim recently was the aggressor in a elevator assault where he punched August Alcina in the mouth, something Will Smith wishes he could have, everybody's made that joke, I'm not gonna make that joke, no, um, but, we, but we also know that I am absolutely certain Will Smith is happy about this shit. Yep. He's bumping, he's bumping Tory Lanez right now. <laughs> and broke again, right? Like, which Tory Lanez do you think he's bumping, right? Is it scat? Who needs love? <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely who needs love. <laughs> hey, uh, shout out to Will. Right? And shout out to August, who said that Tory Lanez punched him after he reportedly declined to dap the other artist up. Um, <laughs> confront this is the type of shit Tory Lanez pops off of. Confronting him with eight oversized bodyguards, according to August Alcina. Um, and, you it know. It was Tory Lanez who punched the other guy before. It was, um. Uh. Chris Brown and Frank Ocean? No, no, it was, uh... I think it, no, it might have been Chris Brown. Yeah, it might have been Chris Brown popping. I mean, Chris Brown pop off a lot. Chris, please, Get stop Get some it. help. Get some help. Um, Tori, however... Good job, <laughs> I guess. I don't We're know. like begrudgingly fans of you, Tori, over here. I'm, I'm not begrudgingly a fan of Tory Lanez. Am I happy about the whole Meg the Stallion situation? Absolutely not. Do I believe that he shot Meg in her feet? Probably. 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 <laughs> Probably. Tory's not helping himself with not it, being the no, aggressor when no, like this. No, it doesn't help when you do things like poor, fucking punch August Alcina in his mouth because he didn't dap you up. Like, what? What the fuck happened in that elevator, cuz? Cuz. Cuz. Tory Lanez probably walked in the elevator and be like, but Jada though, right? Yeah? And he's like, why are you talking about my woman? And Tory's like, you mean my woman? Uh, you mean his woman. Accordingly, Meg belonged to them streets, according to DaBaby. Um, I didn't say it. The baby said it in his new song, Boogeyman, where he alleged that he hooked up with Meg the Stallion the day before she was shot in her feet by Tory Lanez, allegedly. Because Drake would never? Um what what is what people find extra petty about this whole the baby situation is he says in the song that he waited to speak on it because of the whole situation that happened um but that patterson fontaine her boyfriend was like calling him up and like threatening the baby's life over the whole situation and um yeah listen when 
somebody tells you who they are, you should believe them. I'm not saying that Meg belonged to them streets, but Meg has also said that she is a certified freak seven days a week. <laughs> and apparently, well, let the baby beat them cheeks. It's what? it's wild out here. Um, that's all I'm saying is, you know, all I'm saying is watch who you know you connect with. And second guess when somebody serves you chicken. Um, because even Adam Levine out here getting his DMs leaked. And am I surprised with somebody like Adam Levine that he has DMs that can't get leaked? Nope. So the bigger discussion that came out of that whole Adam Levine thing, right? Because everybody was like making fun of how cringe his sex were. And then a whole discussion came about ab around how everybody's sex are cringe yeah. when out of context. Yeah. Right. So like, OK, so you agree, right? Because yeah. I'm also a, of the mindset that like, yeah, if you take some of the things that I've sent to my significant other and you just post them for everybody to Any see. Any conversation with an eggplant emoji out of context is, is awkward. It's going to sound cringe, right? Like, you don't know. First of all, it could literally just be the eggplant emoji. So is sex shaming kink shaming? I feel like it's more just of a personal violence. Is there a brand of sexting that you would say is a pure violation for anybody? Unsolicited? Okay. I think we can all agree that unsolicited sex are always a pure violation. Yes. Right? What is the craziest sex you have ever been sent? Something that happened. And that's something I'll leave it at that. <laughs> We're not gonna get any elaboration on that. It's something if that you really want to get an older podcast episode, you'll know. So it's something that somebody who sent it kept the energy on. Split on top, lean backwards, made out with me. Ah respect. Respect. When I told you that the first time, you actually paused and were like, wait, what? It's heavy. I remember what you're talking about. They always say the best sex of your life, never get married to. For me, that is certainly the case so far. Also, you know, if you're married, maybe don't sext on an app where they can keep the messages. Um, yeah. Adam. <laughs> <laughs> um, but with that being said, I think we're going to take a little break and then we'll check back in with you guys. What's that? 
felonies. Oh yeah? You know what's even more fun? Doing them on a video game so you don't get arrested for them. Funny th that you say that. <laughs> so one of the biggest things that's been trending this week is GTA 6. Um, and as has been most Grand Theft Auto news recently, it's been around the leaks for potential concepts and plot lines. And early, early, very, very early footage gameplay. of development, right? The best tweet I saw of it was, wow, the GTA 6 is so early in development, it looks like a finished Ubisoft game. So... What I was going to say is up to this point, most of the leaks around GTA 6 have been debunked as pure rumor and like fanfare, right? Um, but as of recently, a huge leak came out that was followed by some DMCA takedowns confirming that it was an official leak, Grand Theft Auto 6 gameplay footage. Um, very, very, very early gameplay footage. Must be emphasized. Because if you think Rockstar is going to put out something subpar for GTA 6, you're out of your fucking mind. This so, is a landmark franchise that every single release becomes the biggest game of the year ever since GTA 3. So I would say it's probably one of the most anticipated games, if not the most anticipated game right now, um, as far as gaming culture since is concerned. GTA? Since, I mean, at, as far as games are concerned, right? Like, I can't think of another game. When GTA is released, there are, so there are very few games that dominate, like, social media when they drop. It's like GTA and, like, the Final Fantasy VII remake. So, like, they have to be fucking huge. A user going by variations of the name Teapot on different accounts who appears to have worked with, like, Take-Two or, or Rockstar in some capacity recently leaked a set of videos on different uh, internet spaces, including Reddit, that went viral. Uh, a lot of those videos included locations what seem to be reminiscent of Vice City confirming one of the alleged rumors of past Grand Theft Auto news that Vice City would be one of the locations that was or if not the main location that was visited in this next installment of the Grand Theft Auto franchise quote, unquote, Miami. Uh, as well as confirmation that there would be a female protagonist in this run of something that we yeah. had reported on um, as months far as months and months and months ago because we see the future well following the Grand Theft Auto 6 leaks we tapped into the fact that one of the potential aspects of this next iteration was a female protagonist something that Grand Theft Auto has yet to tackle. However, in Grand Theft Auto 5, it was also the first time that they did multiple main characters. And it looks like they will be exploring... Great success, by the way. It looks like they will be exploring that aspect again here, but this time with a male 
female aspect instead of the three character, so it's, three male character tale. It's not that going they told. to. Is it going to be two characters, or is it going to be pick your gender and then the story evolves based on that? So it looks like it's going to be two characters, but the leaks don't quite confirm what the actual details are. I think it's really cool that they do the multiple character thing where you right. take like where you took control of Trevor and then Franklin yeah. and then Michael. And then each person's story and I, I got played no out. No problem with them doing that with like a dude and a girl and just go for it. Like So Rockstar has stated that this um leak will not affect gameplay and development in any way, shape or form and that they do plan on continuing with development as scheduled, right? So this isn't going to set back Grand Theft Auto in any way, shape or form. But I would like to report that as of recording, the leaker has been arrested. On the evening of Thursday, September 22nd, uh, 2022, London police have arrested 17-year-old uh, a 17-year-old in Oxfordshire on suspicion of hacking as part of an investigation supported by NCA UK, a- a.k.a. the National Cyber Crime Unit of the UK. Jeez, 17? Yes, a 17-year-old. 17-year-old gets arrested for looking at Christmas presents early. <laughs> Essentially, right? Like, that's that's great. Um, that was great, right? Essentially, that's what happened here, right? So, um, play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Did you really think that one of the... Congratulations, most- you looked at the presents early and they didn't even get the big one yet. Right, like, and, you know, he was like... Holding off on more information he claimed he had to the highest bidder, but I'm also like, did you not think that one of the biggest companies in gaming history was going to be able to crack down on who exactly leaked? I wouldn't wouldn't even say biggest. I would say most prestigious. Right. Like, Grand Theft Auto is, at this point, while, like, I don't personally think about it as one of those franchises... Grand Theft Auto is one of the top five greatest, most important franchises in video games. I mean, and then aside from that, you take their other works, right? Like Red Dead Redemption, which is another one of like highly, like critically- did an entire episode on it. Critically acclaimed one of the greatest games of all time, right? Like I think will go down as one of, alongside your Tetrises, your Final Fantasies. Your Metal Gear Solid 3, uh, your League Chrono of, Trigger. League of Legends, right? I mean, the gaming, I would say that the competitive gaming sphere that has spawned around League of Legends I was thinking, would submitify it. I, in. I'm separating that from Red Dead because that's a multiplayer game. I mean, fair we're enough. We're talking like, we're talking like iconic video games. Typically in like, when I'm thinking about that, I'm thinking like single player games. But when we're talking iconic video games, we also have to talk esports. Yeah, and, but those are like their own category of games. Too. But they still... Because those are consistently patched and added to... But League of Legends is one of those games that has become so incredibly competitive that it paved the way League of Legends for Legends gets more viewership globally than the Super Bowl. Right. It, it paved the way for esports to be considered a pro- profitable enough for ESPN to invest in it. Mm-hmm. Right. 
with that. There are several NBA teams that own esports teams. The Golden State Warriors, I believe, have the uh, the Golden Knights. I think is what they're called. I'm not surprised. Bringing it back to the Grand Theft Auto League, though, it's interesting to see that they are taking some of the roads that they are taking. Right. I I think that. Vice City, as much as we all appreciate Grand Theft Auto 5 and San Andreas, right? I think Vice City is really, this is going to be a hot take, is probably the most important Grand Theft Auto. I say three. You say three. From a game design perspective. You say three, but I say Vice City, because Vice City... Okay, so bringing it back to earlier discussions. Three is the Johnny Carson. Vice City is the Jay Leno. I would say that Three is the Ed Sullivan. And Vice City is the Carson. Because Vice City is definitely when the story picked up. Fuck CJ, or not CJ. Uh, What's his name? The dude, the black dude that betrayed Tommy in Vice City. Oh, uh, Officer, no, I was going to say Officer Tenpenny, but that's also San Andreas. That's why I say Vice City is the meme, right? Because not everybody remembers the story to Vice City. Everybody remembers the story to San Andreas. Fuck Big Smoke. Right. Fuck Big Smoke. People know who Johnny Carson is, right? But they don't really remember Johnny Carson. GTA 3 also had a nameless protagonist. Exactly, and that's why I say GTA 3 is more like the Johnny Carson to the franchise, right? Because, like, Johnny Carson is not nameless. Do you remember Grand Theft Auto 2? No, nobody remembers Grand Theft Auto 2. It was top-down. Yes, so it was the first Grand Theft Auto, right? Like, those first two were top-down. Yeah, and the stories for them have always been good. Right. The reason GTA 3 was so important was A, it was very early into PlayStation 2's lifespan. Very first year. First year. Second, it was the first time you had that open world expansive That narrative. sandbox concept. Yeah. Right. Uh which Grand Theft which was, is I yeah. think Grand Theft Auto 3 is one of the most important games in the history of video games. I mean that's not I'm not going to say that's a terrible argument to make, right? Um, Especially as far as the sandbox genre is concerned, right? Because GTA 3 really opened up what was possible with the sandbox genre. We all know how to find the Viper in GTA 3 and the garage that it's in. You know exactly what I'm talking about. I think, you know, you know. Also, if it wasn't for GTA 3, we wouldn't have games like San Andreas or Watch Dogs. I will argue if it wasn't for GTA 3, we wouldn't have games like Last of Us. Right. That are more explorative, right? That have... Exploring an urban environment. Right. And um, it, it's argu- it's reasonably arguable that we might not even have like your, your more recent iterations of Fallout, right? Um, because Grand Theft Auto really opened up the idea of what you could do with a video game in ways that video games other than like fucking the terrible Superman game <laughs> explore. Well, I mean, all right, so let's think about this. Like, Grand Theft Auto took the world, the, the big sandbox type world, the expanding narrative and being able to interact with everybody. You know what else was doing it around that same time? 
Final Fantasy and Zelda. They just started doing that, and right. GTA just started doing that. But the important thing is, is they did it in an urban environment and an at the time modern feel, which is kind of hard to give life to an entire city, especially in the right. early days right. of PlayStation Two. Which, by the way, I is still, still the greatest that, game console ever. Yes, it's the greatest ever. game console ever because it's also a PlayStation One. But I will also say that it is the biggest substantial leap in quality of gameplay from one generation to another, from PlayStation 1 to PlayStation 2. I agree. I agree. Speaking of quality, something that we can both agree with is that a lot of times, as far as movies are concerned, sequels often drop in quality as compared to their original components. There are exceptions like The Dark Knight, but the exception proves the rule. Um, and most of the time, as we've seen with these reboots, a lot of it is hit or miss, like, you know, with the Lion King reboot or... The Aladdin reboot. reboot. But somebody who we... There are also exceptions, like the Suicide Squad reboot. Reboot, right. Right, or the Snyder Cut, which isn't necessarily a reboot, but somebody who we trust with making quality content, though, is Netflix, right? Um, and they have done some questionable reboots with, like, you know, uh, not necessarily a reboot, but an adaptation as far as, like, Death Note is concerned. But then they've also done some good work with, like, you know, Sabrina, Right, and um, I'm sure that was a wild and one I mean, for somebody. And I mean, we even go farther back with like House of Cards, Orange is the New Black, The Sandman. Um, right, and their live action adaptation of Veronica Kenshin has By been the way, pretty good. Everybody, the reason my hair on video <laughs> is so long, it's because I am growing it out to be Morpheus, the King of Dreams, for Halloween. Well, something that I would, that some people would suggest has been, I'm sorry, I was going to say something people would suggest has been growing in, um, you know, popularity is Beverly Hills reboot, but I don't know who the fuck asked for this. Oh, yo, it's me. It's me, the guy who asked. What is this? But why? Hey, who man is this? Why? Why would you do that? Why would you do any of that? Who man is this? Are you serious? Netflix has decided that they are going to make a fourth installment of the popular Beverly Hills Cop franchise. To America vibes. Featuring the original cast. That's right, Eddie Murphy, uh, John Aston, Paul Reiser, and, and Judge Reinhold. Which movie was Chris Farley in? Beverly Hills wise he was like a, a cop or something he was like the, a ninja cop or something uh that was Beverly Hills Ninja I believe which is a completely different franchise from Beverly Hills Cop but this movie will also feature Taylor Page and Joseph Gordon-Levitt right as well as being as Joseph Gordon-Levitt of Ziggy Doppelganger fame as well as being produced by Jerry Bruckheimer and Chad Oman. It should consist of a lot of that original Beverly Hills cop flair, 
right? I mean, Jerry Bruckheimer knows how to make a, a watchable movie for sure. Um, and Eddie Murphy, even as far as like a lot of his recent movies go, doesn't disappoint. Like Norbit was good. Uh, that movie he did with Jeff Goldblum and it was—he's hilarious. Oh, Tower Heist. He's right? hilarious in Hotel Transylvania. Right. So I will like, argue to the day that I die that Hotel Transylvania Two, a sequel, is one of the funniest movies I've ever seen. Absolutely hilarious. With that being said, transitioning into more movie news, there has been an announcement that Timothy Chalamet will be playing Willy Wonka and the newest adaptation of the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory franchise. In a world full of Ezra Millers, be a Timothy, Timothy Chalamet. Which is also being directed by the same dude who did Paddington and Paddington 2, which currently sits at a near-perfect score on Rotten Tomatoes and may critically be the most critically acclaimed movie of, not excuse me not critically acclaimed but be the like one of the most perfect movies of all time what what movie paddington 2 there's a twitter account that i love it's it's called um i can't remember who the fuck it is but all they do is photoshop paddington bear in a yeah. magic cards so paddington may be in paddington 2 may, may be two of the most perfect movies ever made according to rotten tomatoes and like all of the critics ever uh, you can consider that hyperbole if you want but with this uh, with Timothy Chalamet being the actor to truly embrace the artist perspective as we've previously discussed on the pod and the director behind this being the director who has made arguably one of the most perfect movies to have ever been made <laughs> it sounds like we may be in good hands here as compared to what may be the controversial take that was the Johnny Depp. I can't remember the actress. No, uh... <clears throat> Tim Burton? Yes, the Johnny Depp and Tim Burton rebake that was uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Tim Factory. Burton is just obsessed with trying to make his audience feel uneasy. Um, the same way Johnny Depp is obsessed with trying to make his audience feel uneasy. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but Johnny Depp is now dating, officially dating the lawyer that won him the court case against Amber Heard. And um, that was in the contract. Hey, hey, Johnny. I don't know if you're entirely aware of this, but things that don't make you look good are dating the lawyer in your divorce case, your abuse case that you won. And with that being said, that's just a reminder that none of this is normal. What should be normal, though, is you shopping for all of your Yu-Gi-Oh, Pokemon, Flesh and Blood, Magic the Gathering, board games, and card supplies at TokenMTG.com. And if you use the promo code Ziggy on your first order, you'll get 10% off. That's 10% off at TokenMTG.com. And you guys know where you can find us now three times a week. At the flood pot on everything. That is on everything. That's right. Once again, we are now operating on a new schedule for your eardrums. To hit the algorithm and keep you in your podcast feed so you can't ignore us anymore. Three times a week, 
Saturday, Tuesday, and Thursday. And for special Patreon subscribers, you can get the full episode every Saturday. That's at the Patreon, at the Flood Pod on everything. And once again, that's on everything. And we'll catch you guys next week. Also, for all the people on Patreon, I've been writing a heinous amount. If you want me to post what I've been writing, anything from nonfiction to a fantasy novel, a full-on fantasy novel to papers I've been writing for school. I'm, I'm a really good writer. I'm a really fucking good writer. Like, really fucking good. So, it's worth paying the read. That's on the WordPress, and you can find us on TikTok, on Instagram. One more time, at the Flood Pod on everything. That is on everything. And we will catch you guys next week with more hot takes, salacious news, and pop culture phenomenon. Thank you again. This has been Doc. And Ziggy. Deuces. That's my line. Oh, I'll steal yours. Be safe. Look, it's a flood. It's a flood. It's flooding. Get away. Quick, we need to get to higher ground. Open the floodgates.